0: Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcasts with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 117 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Burchell. And I'm Chris Byrne. It's meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views, although we do look into items that you ask us to look into. If you'd like to
1: support the podcast and if you can afford to, you can buy us a coffee at ko.com dash fi.com forward slash the camping crew and we'd like to say a big thank you to Liam Kelly this week Uh, Liam's a regular contributor there to the, the coffee so thank you Liam
0: OK, let's kick off with some news. Um, there was RTE was a big discussion about camping adequate on RTE's live line during the week. Joe Duffy's on holidays, but the female presenter gave us an awful lot of airtime. Yeah, last Thursday it was on, actually. It was interesting. I tweeted out the link if anybody
1: wants to have a listen back to it. It's about a good 30 or 40 minutes mm-hmm. chat on it. And it kind of started out. There was a Lady Marion was just um, talking about um, the hook and she mentioned about... Um, Dungarvan and Ardmore and the, 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 the campers and stuff parking in the field and she just had a question really she you know firstly she said like where did they empty the toilets when they're off maybe the council should um do something about it and provide places to empty the toilets so there's a discussion there I uh, there's another chap David came in and he said look they're um, camper and campers for a good few years and all they leave behind is the tire tracks he says all motorhomes and campers that travel with a loo a, and that you know they have tanks that store all of that some people bring an extra tank with them and they just take it home and um, and also James Couser was on from the Irish Motorhome group and he had a a, a, a couple of great points all about in some wide wise words that he shared as well um kind of it was more to do about the camping and motorhome etiquette yeah it wasn't giving out about anything
0: specifically you know i like that james did admit that yes one or two people maybe do dump their toilet inappropriately like you said we're not all saints however the majority of us do as david said take it home funny we were up at hook about four or five weekends ago we just went up for a sunday in the b-ball it was one of the beautiful sundays And there were very few places left for us to park on the looking out across the bay. However, we did get one van reversed out. We reversed in and there was a group of guys from Dublin in their 30s. One chap with his 181 motorhome and I was chatting about how lovely the van was. And they had picked up a black bag of rubbish, just general rubbish. He's saying it's not just from campers. It was just we were picking up after ourselves and they picked up a few cans and a few pizza boxes and sandwich boxes and it's, it's a point. He said, it's amazing. You won't read about us doing this on Facebook, but if we drove off leaving a, a beer bottle behind us, you'd be reading about that because the naysayers will be out in force. But it was great to see it. And they took the black sack home with them. And it was a, it was a good three quarters full now, to be honest. So well done to them. But um, yeah, well, and done, um, to James and everybody else that was that took part in that interview.
1: Definitely like. And uh, when I said on the podcast before, look, I said, if anybody is dumping their toilet cassette or, or rubbish on a site, whether they're a camper, a car, you know, somebody sleeping in the back of their van or, or whatever it is, um, you know, they should be arrested. Simple as yeah. that. There's no excuse yeah. for it. it no. The law applies to, to everybody, you know. Yeah. Now, a, a lot of the chat was saying, Aaron, that, you know, the seasoned motorhomers, they know the etiquette, they understand mm-hmm. it, they're probably listening to ourselves on the podcast about it all the time they yeah. know the ethic they know what to do you know I, there was possibly some suggestions that it was you know people just coming in vans you, you with a mattress something in the back of it as well but look it doesn't matter whoever you are you take your yeah. rubbish home which you bring it home you don't dump it
0: and if you do you should be arrested end of story yeah. fact fact right let's move on to our listener messages and shout outs quite a busy one now uh, on this show a lot of
1: activity this week. Uh, Colin McCarthy left us a voice message um, uh, on our anchor site, and there's a facility there for anybody who listens to us on anchor where they can leave some message with a couple of corrections to prices and electric hookup availability. A cove is mentioned on last week's po- podcast, you know. So we want to say a big thank you to Colin for that. And look, as Aaron says at the start of every episode, we are just enthusiasts, we're not experts. Sometimes we make mistakes, so we're happy to, to correct them where we do. Do you want to roll it there, Aaron?
0: Yeah, okay, and here's what Colin had to say. And remember, you too can leave a voice message on our anchor. We'll give you details later on. But here's what Colin had to say about last week's show. Hi, guys. Just listening to uh, the latest podcast. And um, perhaps you might do a little bit of fact-checking before you, before you uh, give out some information. Um, it's in, specifically in relation to Cove. Uh, Cove is not uh, €15 Euros per night. It's 10 And Cove does not have electric PowerPoints. So, yeah, in relation to the item you mentioned uh, about Carrigaline, which is great news, uh, you were comparing it to uh, what's available in Cove, mentioning it was 15 a night with electric unit hookup. Uh, That is not correct. It's 10 euro a night and there is no hookup. Thanks, guys. Uh, By the way, my name is Colin McCarthy. So thanks for that, Colin. We do appreciate you guys getting in touch. We, as Chris said, we're enthusiasts. We don't always get it right. Sometimes we don't get time to fully research something you've sent us and we go on your notes and things can get mis- misread even in some cases. But Colin, thank you for taking time to uh, leave us that voice message and we really do appreciate it.
1: Yeah, we got a mail recently then from Martin D. He's sold on his van recently, his camper, and he's got a new motorhome. and. Um, to promote the, the podcast and Charlie and Me. He left the stickers on the old van, so we're going to pop some new stickers out tomorrow. Indeed, they'll be in the post very soon.
0: Brilliant. Pat Curtin was on as well, again, following up on the conversation we had about leak detection that we were discussing last week. And he was on about my leak in particular, because if you can remember, I fitted a new 55 litre tank into the back of the B-bar and the next morning I noticed there was a puddle. It was a fair enough, the tissue was fairly soaked the following morning. So he goes on to say, just a quick comment on Aaron's leak investigation. I would not recommend sealing the vent as the air needs to get in to replace the water removed by the pump and to avoid causing a vacuum in the tank. I also remember tank leaks in a new van caused by overfilling the tank for when you're driving, the water splashes around, forced out small amounts of water through the filler cap. Probably not the cause in Aaron's case, but worth keeping an eye on and keep a lookout. Keep up the good work, Pat Curtin. Now, I did say that I was blocking up the air vent, but that was actually just as a temporary thing. I have since figured out the leak the leak was basically the outlet where the pump is connected it was just i I had put the plumber's tape on it and i have now just sealed around it with some gary's glue and the leak has gone on the splashing around point yes do not fill your water tanks up to the brim one there's a little overflow pipe right that goes out onto the ground but in my case the overflow pipe is at the top of the tank and it's in the boot. but i've actually put a foot of clear hose onto that so it won't splash out that way. But yes, you should not fill your tanks to the brim.
1: And the overflow pipe, it's to let air back into the tank, if if I'm reading um, Pat's email. So uh, as you're filling
0: out the water
1: otherwise it's going to have a vacuum and it's not yes. cuz you're going to have a trickle coming out so it depends on where that overflow is or the the air intake on that as yep. well so that's a, a very good tip actually i think we mentioned something like that earlier on in the podcast as well in the early days about not filling your tank up but that's a useful uh, tip uh, and trick that not everyone might be aware of you know
0: If you on your motorhome and even if you go to fill your tank tomorrow, Chris, and you look, you've got your water hose intake and there'll be a little hole beside that. There's a piece of hose coming from your water tank to that to allow the air to come out as you fill the sealed system with water. And then equally, as you suck out the water, it's sucking air in there. So there isn't a vacuum and it's not sucking the edges of your tanks in and then there'll be an explosion. So that's what that's for. And every water tank has to have this little air vent. But it's an air vent to let out the air when you fill the tank and let in air as you empty the tank through your tap.
1: We got an email uh, from Tess this week, Aaron, about the vlog and a request for stickers.
0: Yeah, Tessa's on during the week and she says, Hi Aaron, I just came across your channel today. This is about the Charlie and me videos. I love it and I want to thank you for your honest reviews of airs and campsites across Ireland. My husband and I love going away in our motorhome. We usually wild camp in quiet, unspoiled, beautiful spots in Ireland. I think that might be more difficult this year because of the amount of campers about, and it is getting difficult. We haven't managed to get away this year, but hopefully very, very soon. If you have any spare stickers, I'd love to put one on our camper. Look forward to watching many more, Charlie. Deirdre in brackets and your motorhome adventures in the future and thanks very much Tess I stuck out some Tess took took out some stickers to Tess and uh, she emailed me back to say she got them and she's delighted so yeah we love getting your emails guys and we will give you contact details at the end of the podcast
1: yeah, we got a nice email recently from um, Bill and Carl, who'd recently joined Campsite Review, Aaron, do you want to
0: tell us about that one? Yeah, they were on it saying, hi Chris and Aaron, were long-time campers recently turned into motorhomes? We found your podcasts while waiting in lockdown to get on the road and it's been great for information and for keeping our spirits up with everything that's going on getting delayed and delayed. So finally we are now able to get out and explore again and we're loving the freedom and the fresh air. We decided to write a few reviews on of campsites that we have stayed in we generally haven't included information readily available on google search focusing more on the personal experience and we hope that they're going to be useful bill and carol bill and carol we will be featuring your campsite reviews from campsitereview.com from next week we try and put one in and especially if you guys put a review on campsite review be it a campsite or a product or anything like that we will feature it here on the podcast so bill and carol i've read Gosh, there's, there's definitely five reviews up there of different campsites that they've been to already this year. And I'm looking forward to reading more. So thanks for that, guys.
1: Yeah, that's that's really helpful as well. I know that they, they mentioned uh, uh, getting out and uh, and about. And, you know, even if you're on a campsite, if if you're sitting around, take a few notes just in your little notes app on your phone and. You know, we're not asking people to leave big, long essays. They can leave them as short or as long as they like, whatever they think themselves. But uh, it's a big help for other campers to read those as well.
0: Uh, Doreen was on, was it through Instagram
1: that she tagged us? Yeah, there's an account on Instagram called Doreen De Doblo. Um, and they tagged us on a post on Instagram. I just thought it was a very useful post. So the, the post they put out said, my first night... In Doreen has been eventful. Said I'd try Allahy's. Didn't realise my spot was right between two campsites or maybe one campsite with two fields. The campsites looked full and no camping signs were all around the place. Then I realised I left my pots and pans at home so I called it quits and drove 20 minutes to Castletown Bear. The place deserves a shout out for free overnight motorhome parking. Maybe you can mention them on the podcast. There's no services there uh, that I can see, but at least you can park your motorhome here and walk into town. There are public toilets, two minutes walk down the road. I might stay here a second. So that was handy for them that they could pop into Castletown Bear, pick up some pots and pans uh, and and that for their trip away. But yeah, I've heard a lot of people talk about Castletown Bear. Actually, it's probably one of the
0: maybe the lesser known overnight spots. Yeah, that's East Cork, isn't it? Castletown Bear. West Cork. West Cork is it? I think the weekend after next myself and Charlie are actually heading down that way and we're going to do one video on West Cork we're going to hit one or two airs along the way maybe not stay in them but pull up tell you about them move on stay somewhere and we're also going to try and hit one or two campsites because Deirdre has a work weekend and we said well we're not staying at home so looking forward just when I saw Castletown Bear I actually have that on the list and it is that car park. It's quite a trek down, so I, I advise you to,
1: to plan out your visit. You could spend two weeks down there, uh, yeah, easily yeah. travelling around, like with all yeah. the different peninsulas and everything sticking out there. But um, I hear a lot of people talking about the likes of Alahis and kind of up as far as kind of Glengarath and... Yeah all down to
0: Skull and
1: um, I think that's what we're going to Barley do we're going to, that area, no? we're going
0: to do a Thursday Friday Saturday and either home Sunday or home Monday depending on Deirdre's work schedule but myself and Charlie are definitely heading down that way and we're going to make it one video or possibly if because you say there's so many places we might break it over two Friday videos but it will be a West Cork adventure and we hope to record that in a couple of weeks.
1: There's a lovely campsite down that area. I think it's worth a mention. It's uh, it's outside a, a little uh, fishing village called Glendore, And Glendore is kind of... Um, they have kind of sailing regattas and stuff down mm-hmm. there as well. But there's a campsite up the road in the village called The Meadow. And it's probably... Not uh, probably not a, a a family site. It's it maybe for for couples because it's very quiet. Just you know, there's a walk. You can walk into the village, but it, it is on a main road, so you just need to be a bit careful. But the whole place is just amazing. It's it's just very picturesque like it's 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 an instagrammer's dream down there
0: lovely for photos and speaking of campsites and stopovers that brings us to campsitereview.com as i said just a few minutes ago we will read out your reviews if you put them up on the website it's our sister website there's a form it's free and it always will be mr blue was on campsitereview.com again and he left a review of streamstown caravan and camping park in ross grey in county tip It's an excellent site, he goes on to say, well laid out pitches on both gravel and grass, some separated with hedging, a small children's playground facility. They're very clean, hot water at all times in the toilets and the toilets and showers are a little dated, but immaculately clean. The site is well supervised at all times with a secure but simple entry to the site. Plenty of electrical and water points throughout the site for pitches near the road. There is some road noise, but it's not a huge problem. The grounds of St Joseph's Abbey are nearby with a variety of wonderful walks within the grounds. Grey Town is maybe a 10 minute walk away with good shopping and has many historical attractions. Highly recommended. A van and two people with electric hookup was only 27 euro per night. I have not been to Streamstown Caravan and Camping Park for 20 years. And that description sounds as idyllic as it was when I was there 20 years yeah. ago.
1: Yeah, I haven't been up there myself either now, but uh, definitely listen to that review. It's worth a trip. All of that area inland, for us anyway, it's very unexplored. And I need to put a week aside and kind of do a lot of those kind of lake area mm. campsites, you know. This Friday, what's on the, what's on Charlie and me, Aaron?
0: Charlie and me, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me. This Friday is a recent camping trip that the camping crew did to Powers the Pot. Chris is even featured in this one, I think. Powers mm. the Pot is in Waterford, but it's via Clonmel. It's not too far from where we're based here. So that's this Friday morning at nine o'clock. This morning's video was just, as you know, on Wednesdays, we'll give you a van build update. And I had a leak down on Inch Beach, uh, where the bedclothes got drowned, and you just see me fixing well, hopefully, fixing that leak. But this Friday, we're heading to Paris the Pot, Waterford via Clonmel.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, Paris the Pot is a great little campsite, it's one of my little hidden gem campsites. Um yeah. uh, I suppose what we'd say is bring your major repellent uh, if, if it's a calm evening, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a lovely place.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a drive uphill, but still big wagons will make it because Ross has the, the biggest van that we have in the group. And he found it no problem getting up there and caravans were there with we a great, great weekend there. But that video comes up this Friday morning, youtube.com forward slash Charlie Mere camping vlog. And remember, if you join us at 9 a.m., you can have a little chat over on the right hand side of the screen during the uh, showing of the video.
1: You found a great little um, web link there. uh
0: outlining a whole bunch of campervan accessories. Do you want to tell us about that, Aaron? I found a web link outlining 59 must-haves for your motorhome. And I said, you know what, that's a podcast in itself. This was on vanlifetribe.com. It's a website that I keep an eye on every now and again because they give you campervan accessories and cooking and oh, they, they do absolutely everything to do it with van life. But I'm going to give you five of the 59 motorhome must-haves. And I think the first one has got to be levelling blocks. You can have the big, huge ones, the black ones or the yellow ones. But I think every van and motorhome should have a set of levelling blocks. They go on then to say the European Safety Driving Kit. Even if you don't plan on going to Europe too soon, it's nice to have. That usually consists of spare bulbs for the van in question that you're driving. Usually a triangle and a couple of high vis vests as well. Some of the kits include, what do you call them? The drink things, the breathalyzers, the breathalyzer. Yes, but a European safety driving kit should be a must-have in a van, especially if you are planning on heading off to mainland Europe. Another thing, handy thing to have, and you found this out last year, is a reversing camera. How are you finding driving now with the reversing camera? Great, it's handy. I
1: put it in. As much for safety than mm. anything else, you know, if you're reversing and if somebody walks behind you, you might not necessarily see them in your mirrors. So it's for that. But it is it is definitely uh much easier to reverse up into into sites as well. And the one I bought, what if you listen back to an earlier podcast, it, it's on it there. But it's a it was a cheap one. So uh, I think for the older vans they don't come pre-installed. The newer no. ones, um, I, I think they're they're definitely pre-installed. I think.
0: Onto the list again. That was the third thing. The fourth thing is. Thermal insulation blinds. Some people like the inside ones. We love the outside ones. But a must have to keep the van cool in the summer and to keep the van warm in the winter. And it does 99% of the time stop condensation as well, depending on whether you have the inside ones or the outside ones. And number five of our top 59, and we all have one since we mentioned it on the podcast and on Charlie and me, the Ridge Monkey Pan. If you don't have a Ridge Monkey Pan in your collection, <laughs> you're not a camper.
1: Yeah, they are super happy. Andy um, for all different purposes, whether you're making toast, I use mine lover making mm-hmm. toast or, or cooking up or the sausages or toasted sandwiches, the whole lot. It's nice to be able to flip the pan over and yeah. cook on the other side as well.
0: Yeah, so you can check all that out at vanlifetribe.com. You can subscribe to that channel, it's free. And it's nice to have just they, they'll send you out no ping when they upload videos or upload other product reviews or anything like that. That's vanlifetribe.com.
1: Super. We have a a little gadget as well this week from you, Aaron. You're on a roll this week.
0: Yes, we uh, want to talk about products and we've often and it's not something that we've only touched on over the past podcast, but trackers people saying where's the best place to get a tracker does anybody have trackers a lot of people have alarms in the vans hopefully you would never need to use a gps tracker but campervan gps live tracker i got two during the week i fitted one to the ambulance and i fit it one to the Heimer. and it's the mg705c now munster gps is an irish company and it's munster gps.ie they do all sorts of vehicle tracking systems for motorhomes, cars, motorbikes, for fleets. They even do personal trackers. So it's MonsterGPS.ie. Now, I fitted two of the MG705C. They're priced at €199 Euro each, and they're a doddle to fit. They just need a constant positive and negative feed, and then you go and you hide tracker somewhere in the van a lot of people tend to just put them in under the bonnet and a lot of crooks know that's where to look for them there's a real-time app for your phone or for your pc and laptop or and you can have it on both you get notified if the vehicle is tampered with and if the vehicle is moved you can see in real time exactly where the vehicle is and it's updated every three to five seconds now if you go on to munster GPS.ie, and you're going to order one of the trackers. If you use the code Charlie, you get a ten percent discount. I was highly impressed with this product. I got onto Monster GPS, and they said if any of your listeners—not just for motorhomes—if you're buying a tracker, any of the trackers, and you use the code Charlie, you get a ten percent discount. And you mentioned
1: at the start, Aaron, that it, you know he has a power feed, so it obviously feeds onto the battery. at somewhere along the line, does it?
0: Yeah, I did a video today, and it'll be up actually this day week where I literally just stuck it onto the leisure battery purely just to show you how easy it is. So if you are connecting it, for example, I say in the video, and I, I know we have one in the motorhome, and I've never used it. There's a twelve volt socket in the bathroom. You know, one of these weird the, the cigarette lighters that isn't yeah, a cigarette the heli- lighter. The hell, yeah. yeah, one, one of the, that's a constant twelve volts. So you could maybe. Take the wall down off your bathroom and fit it in behind that. You'll see from the video they are a doddle to fit, but you've got to make sure when your engine is off, you know, if you're taking the feed, make sure it's coming from your leisure batteries because, you know, there's going to be a constant feed there. They run on milliamps. Don't worry about not driving the van for three weeks and having this tracker on. The tracker goes into standby mode after 10 minutes, and it literally only takes milliamps in standby mode. And then as soon as somebody moves the van, the tracker kicks in and sends you a notification that the van's been moved. You may say to yourself, well, what if you move the van? As long as the phone is in your pocket or within five feet of the tracker, it won't send you a text because it's obviously going to know that, oh, the app is here, they're moving the van themselves.
1: I was going to say, so it's got a SIM card in it yep. that's kind of obviously hooked up to a, a particular network and that's how it's sending you the messages. So I suppose if you're hiding that somewhere in your van, obviously you don't tell anybody. Yep. Keep it secret, keep it safe. Uh, as they, as it was like Gandalf said in Lord of the Rings, hide it somewhere. Um, but um, it, is it magnetic or anything? Or it can be if you to want
0: that? to. That's what I'm saying. Most people stick them under the bonnet and go directly to the battery. It just needs a constant pause and neg and then you plug the power unit into the tracker itself which has a little blue light flashing on it it will you you can charge it and it'll stay charged for 10 weeks but it's just if you forget to charge it it will send you a notification to say battery at 18% and you can charge it again I love the idea of just connecting it, plugging it in and I have one stashed in the motorhome and tomorrow I will stash the one in the ambulance. At the moment, I just did it, as I said, for the video on the uh, leisure battery tray. So you just make sure it has a constant feed to it. Now, if like me, you've got two vans, you can have the two vans on the one app. So if you have a fleet, there's a deal to be done where he'll, he'll send one out. He'll send you out one tracker for every single vehicle, but one app will do all of the vehicles.
1: That's good. I'm just looking at something on their site as well, Aaron. So it the one ninety nine covers the initial the hardware and yeah. the cover for the first year. Yeah. Um and then after twelve months there's a renewal fee of thirty five then for the next twelve months?
0: Yeah, I was actually talking to Dennis, our gadget man telling him about it today and he was saying that he has a tracker but he's actually paying something like 10.99 a month or 5.99 a month all the time but he liked this idea of you purchase it for one ninety nine including VAT, and then and your first year subscription and after that it's 35 euro and that's basically to keep the sim card yes with, with, with credit on it obviously to send your texts and stuff yeah, yeah
1: excellent that's great that sounds uh, ideal i think i'll pick one of those up myself
0: i'll show you ours over the weekend after i'll take it out i won't show you where i have stashed it but it's monster (laughs) gps and as i say they do personal trackers once for motorbikes and no matter what you don't have to have a motorhome to avail of the discount code charlie Excellent. Um, there's uh, no
1: excuse for people not to, to get trackers in their vans if you're getting your, your your 10% off as well.
0: Some insurance companies will give you a discount. I know the ones that we're through to the Motor Caravan Club don't because it's a very good rate. But some insurance companies, if you prove like by showing them a receipt, they, um, they will give you a discount on your insurance. It's something you hope to never have to use. Because obviously, if you get a text, somebody is in your van. But I just found that there's other options on it. As I say, if you have a fleet of cars, you can find out immediately in real time where your cars are, if they're not where they should be. But um, yeah, just check it out. It's MonsterGPS.ie. And if you do buy one, please do let us know what you think about it after you've used it for a while.
1: Yeah, and it's worth mentioning you stick that on a caravan as well. It doesn't have to be a motorhome too,
0: you know. As long as it has a constant feed. Yeah,
1: I don't think you could put it on your pet, though. It might be a bit heavy carrying a, a big battery around. we we'll move on. We're getting close to the end there now, but um, I have a little suggestion for things to do while camping. And this is something we do with the camping crew quite a lot. When we're out camping, and we're, we're sitting around chatting uh, of an evening at the campsite. We tend to have a, a big buffet. and um, We all kind of cook up what we have. And we take out all our nice cheeses and crackers and hummuses and patties and all of that and we we kind of cook up and everybody kind of dips in obviously with COVID, COVID and that it would need to be within your your, your own family bubble uh, and what have you but um, it's lovely just to sit out in an evening and just to throw everything you have on the table and just it's a free-for-all. Have, have a buffet and oh, a, a nice feast. It's just another suggestion on something to do while out camping.
0: Especially on the last night, like the Saturday night of we're all going home Sunday because it gets rid of all the bits and pieces that you'd be bringing home.
1: Yeah, it's a good way of uh, clearing out the presses a bit as well, absolutely. And finally then we have the camp life section. So just a, a question to to throw and it's more looking for a response from the listeners as well. So we're a few weeks into the camping season, Aaron. Um, I'd love to know what people's experience are so far. Are they enjoying camping? Are they getting out much? Are they seeing much impact from COVID around in terms of campsites, facilities available or um, campers not mixing or Or maybe that they are mixing. I just like to get people's kind of initial impressions on the season. I'm sure everybody out there enjoying themselves. Uh, I I see lots of videos on Instagram and
0: Twitter, people sharing from their holidays and that. It's made me so Mm -hmm. jealous. I can't wait for mine to come around now. We were away last weekend trying out a couple of places in County Wexford the last couple of weekends. And I have to be honest, people were keeping their distance, but yet the chat was mighty. People were stopping, especially coming over to see the B-Ball, but people were stopping and chatting to other campers and, uh, you know, just keeping their distance, but yet still enjoying the, the evening or the day out. So, yeah, we would love to hear. Is COVID impacting? It hasn't impacted us, I've got to be honest, because like that as well, with the exception of meeting the camping crew, we tend to just keep to ourselves. Um, We walked around one little village, Blackwater in Wexford, and we went into a shop and dropped a few bob there. And another thing, if you are staying in an air or a campsite and you're spending money in the village or the town, let the people know that you're a tourist, that you are staying in said campsite or air, just to let them know, like, if we weren't here, you wouldn't be getting that 50 or 60 quid. So... Praise the Lord for campsites, or especially if it's an air, out, which is what we're really trying to promote as well. So let them know that you are spending money and that you are a tourist.
1: That's it. So that brings us nicely to a, a close of, of another podcast, Aaron. We're already planning next week's episode, so um we're looking forward to, to hearing from you. And, um you know, uh, and any new stories that you have, suggestions, product review, gadgets, news items, anything you want to discuss
0: on the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, don't forget, we've got stickers if you want them for your car, your caravan, your motorhome, or your campervan. All we need is your name, your address and your postcode. And we get them out to you. They're free and they always will be. But to do that, you need to know how to get in touch with us. And Chris will tell you how to get in touch with us.
1: Yeah, we mentioned earlier on in the episode that we had a a listener drop us a a voice message. Um, You can do that as well. If you want to to leave a message for us to play, you can go to our uh, podcast host site, which is anchor.fm forward slash the dash camping dash crew and you can leave voice message there or if you've got a smartphone you can record it on your smartphone and you can send an email or a a message from your smartphone and um you know if as long as it's relevant and and that will definitely play it on the podcast where you know we want as much contribution as possible our webpage is is thecampingcrew.ie on email if you want to email us our email address is campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com on twitter we're at the camping crew on instagram we're at the camping crew podcast on facebook you'll find us on all the good motorhome and camping groups forum wise
0: you'll find us at motorhomecrack.com or boards.ie and of course, we have campsitereview.com. We have a forum there. It's free and it always will be. And then on Fridays, some Wednesdays, but every Friday, season four, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and Me, our Camping Vlog, where we're updating you on campsites and stopovers around Ireland. That is it. Episode 117 has now come to an end if you see us over the weekends or during our holidays and you see us on site please do come over and say hi we really would love to put a face to your name from me Aaron Birchall. stay safe and enjoy your holidays
1: Uh, for me Chris Byrne would say goodbye as well and just a reminder that um, if you have uh, a few minutes to spare and you're listening on Apple Podcasts you might go in and leave us a, a, a nice five star review it really does help get the podcast promoted and maybe leave some nice words if you're listening on Spotify or other devices maybe you might take a screenshot and share it for us on Twitter or Instagram but look, most importantly don't forget to subscribe and tell your camping friends all about us
0: Well, that's it for another podcast from The Camping Crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping.